On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. And this week, we make that monumental step to the 13th letter in the alphabet. We are entering the M's. Did I count right? I was checking. I'm, I'm, I'm checking your work over here. All right. Yeah, you were right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 13th letter. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> 14, if you count the fact that we did numbers before we did letters. So. I feel like the L's lasted a while. Like L, They did. The L's are like the driving through Virginia of this podcast. <laughs> I, I would agree with that. You're always surprised by how long it takes to get through it. <laughs> and that's Well, what the, the L's, L's are going to be like Delaware, so... <laughs> right. <laughs> what? We just went through it? <laughs> we, actually, I think that's probably more the cues. Like, the cues yeah, right. would be a quote done. That's the thin part of Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this week we're starting off, like, we're, we're going to discuss the M's, and we're starting off with, again, of course, a cover song uh, in the middle of our cover song loops here, where we're discussing Make My Heart Fly, which was not on any album it was on the it was on a tape though it was on the original band's album sorry (laughs) (laughs) but i I see what you're saying i see what you mean yeah it was on the original band's album but not the correct correct yeah do you want to tell people who the original band was i I have all kinds of like notes and stuff but i absolutely could the original band was the proclaimers and i'm going to show my cards early and i did not tell tracy this but uh, so I'm going to show you how excited I am. I have a theory about the Proclaimers, a music theory, and that is this. The fact that their music wasn't recognized interna- internationally for more than one song is a crime. Mm-hmm. I am a huge Proclaimers fan. I actually own several of their albums. The Brothers Reed, the twin brothers Reed from Scotland. Craig and Charlie. The Reed Brothers uh, are absolutely amazing. Mm, I agree. Uh, a fantastic band, and uh, they need to be checked out. If you have not checked out the Proclaimers beyond the obvious song um, that we all know and love, uh, 500 Miles, you need to check out this band. Well, and, and if you like B&L, then you have to check out this band. Like, yes. it, is, yeah. it is almost a necessity if you have not heard real Proclaimers music. They're the and, Scottish B&L. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, they really are. Yeah, yeah. They're quirky. They're fun. I mean, they they hit they hit the serious tones. Uh, they do a lot of very serious music. Um, oh yeah. Um, they did their first album had a song called "Letter from America," which is gorgeous. Absolutely a gorgeous song. Um, but yeah, and they did but music very for- very. I don't want to say political, but very very focused on on issues and and mm-hmm. dealing with issues and and highlighting problems yeah. in, in the world yeah i mean they, they could get silly when they needed to be they could get social in their commentary um they're a very scottish band uh they, they don't make any illusion about that they're very proud of their homeland um when they talk well, about they scotland con- they consciously use their scottish accent like they don't even hide their con their scottish accent they consciously do it because 
you know, they're talking about where they live and their experiences. And they're like, mm-hmm. Charlie or Craig even came out and say, it's like, why would we do something stupid? Like sing in an American or English right. accent. Their first single was that. literally about basically just telling people right off the front, right from the start, we are not dropping our accents. That right. was what their first song was about. <laughs> they're like, we're, we're, we're going to be as Scottish as we can be. And unfortunately that's probably why they didn't have more success beyond uh, 500 miles is because they're so Scottish. Well, and in America, in America, in America, in America, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. In in America, they didn't have the uh, the cred because in Scotland, they're they're still huge. They're hometown and, heroes. Oh, they have a musical. Okay. They have a musical in Scotland. Wow, I did yes. not know that. There is a there is yeah a sunshine a sunshine on Leith, which is wow. a reference to the second album, and uh, and a fantastic song is a musical <laughs> just with Proclaimers music, and there was a movie made about it. So, like, they are, they're huge over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Stephen, it's interesting that Stephen and, and Ed chose this song to do, because, like, let's talk a little bit about this band for a second. This song, Make My Heart Fly, was on their first album, mm-hmm. yep. which came out in 1987, the end of 1987. Mm-hmm. By the time that B&L that Stephen and Ed recorded Buck Naked, which is when they did this. It was also a, a staple of their of their songs before Gordon was released. It, you know, a staple of their concerts, I mean. This was Buck Naked. It was the two of them, Ed and Steve, playing this song. It was made in October of 1988. Mm-hmm. So this song had only been out for a year. It had not... It didn't blow up in Canada. It didn't have any rankings in Canada. It was a band that basically the boys happened to hear and they're like that Steven's comment was the album was perfect for us because it was exactly what we were two guys with acoustic guitars singing in harmony it had all the energy of punk rock but with just the acoustic guitars and voices we need to put this in perspective too for for anyone that doesn't know this everyone knows the proclaimers in the states in canada and in this part of the world because of 500 miles 500 miles only became popular because of the movie benny and june right. uh, mary stewart masterson was a huge fan she put it in the movie and that's when it became popular and they shred, were already shred, shred. And shred, and shred, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on their second album they were already in the in the process of doing their third album when this came out so that was 1993 so this was five years before that even happened. That's how dedicated Robertson and Page were to this band at that point. Oh, Nobody yeah, they, knew who they were. No, in, and, in this part and their the album had just come out, and it was it was the third single off this album, mm-hmm. uh, which is the name of the album is "This Is the Story." But it, it, the single didn't get released until mid nineteen eighty eight. So it had only just been out for a few months, and the boys knew this song enough to play yeah. it for their album, mm-hmm. and they loved it enough that they're like, yeah, this is the one we've got to yeah. do. I mean, it, it has the spirit of, I mean, we're, we're probably going to go out of order on this and the way we usually talk about the, yeah. the songs, but um, if you look at the original Make My Heart Fly by the Proclaimers, it, it is a B&L song in the sense of the harmonies. Uh, if you listen to the original, there's actually two versions of the Proclaimers uh, Make My Heart Fly. There was the album version. Please, please don't go rushing by. Stay and make my heart fly. Yeah. Which is more stripped down, and then there's the single version, which is longer and a full band. Tell it to the birds. I'll 
I, I would personally recommend doing the single version, but they're both great. It the harmonies, the uh, the tightness of the oh. harmonies, the playfulness of the lyrics. Um, it's a very simple song lyrically, like like there's no doubt about it. Oh, but yeah. this is one of those songs that that doesn't matter. It was meant to be a very simple ballad, a, lo- a love song, but meant to sound fantastic, and it does. It's a, it's an absolutely gorgeous song. And I can see what now it's also again very very Celtic in its sound. There's a lot of mm. uh, the Celtic feel to it. There's the flute, the uh, harmonica kicks in, um, which we don't get off the demo version. Obviously, the bare naked version, but right. or even when but, they play it in concert, like they yeah, they, right. it's not stripped down like it is on the buck naked version, but it's still it, you know they're not adding in a bunch of other instruments as well. Yeah, but it does. Like you listen to the uh, Buck Naked version, and you're—I I, at least I do. I think I'm thinking Simon and Garfunkel. Yes. If you don't listen to the original song, it feels very Everly Brothers or uh, Simon and Garfunkel. The, the the speed of the harmonies and the way the harmonies kind of diverse. They're not just going in thirds in this song, which they don't in the original. <laughs> These are not third harmonies. They are going places. Oh yeah. Yeah, but you listen to the original, and that's that's all there. I mean, the 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 Reed Brothers are going crazy with their harmonies. Um, and they and always do. Like anyone and they who doesn't always know this do. band, like harmonies is what they do absolutely beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost and like they, these guys have been singing together their whole lives or something. Like they're twin brothers or something, <laughs> which they are. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they do. They hit harmonies like perfectly every time, amazingly throughout the songs, and they can just like be singing melody with each other and then bam right into a harmony and then but out of it again yeah and honestly in fairness in fairness i love uh 500 miles i love that song but it is probably one of their most basic and silly songs that they that they do the rest of their catalog is uh a lot of it is nothing like that i mean they have their occasional moments in that but um you know you take a movie like there's a a song like there's a touch which is a uh kind of a we Aaron and I love these songs, but it's a bright and colorful song about a bitter breakup. <laughs> yeah. There's a touch upon my lips. Let my marriage fingertips. I still hear her voice when there's no sun. And it's it's a great it is such a good song. And like seriously, as soon as you're done here, everyone, go listen to There's a Touch. It is such definitive the, the definitive proclaimer sound. Well, and I recommend, I'm trying to remember the name of the album. I want to say Life With You, um, which was a double album, a double disc album, mm-hmm. which was amazing, uh, put out in the in the 2000s, early 2000s. That was the other one that I earned, uh, I, that I bought other than Sunshine on Leith. The songs on there, these guys are so activistic. Like, they remind me of once BNL got to be famous, they're like, all right, now we can really speak about what's important to us, especially Steve. Steve is like, even now that he's single, he's like, I am going to I'm going to sing about what's important to me and make it out there. These guys from the very beginning, first album did that, and Mm -hmm. didn't have never really laughed up. Like, I think one thing you need to know is like their biting sarcasm is very much right there in line with what BNL does. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're when they do a song, it's on the line of like and along those lines of the the page biting sarcasm. I would say too, like really that. Oh yeah, I mean it's yeah. like fun and games. Like they are going full at it, and they like they're against the death penalty, hypocrisy, misogyny, 
They're for Scottish independence, and they will they sing songs about it all across their albums. And then they'll also spurt in these other songs about love. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which they are have really a, fun. They have like a very this. basic song called Let's Get Married. Their second single I love Let's technically Get Married. was Let's Get Married. Um, and that, that's as that's as straightforward as you can get. It basically is a song about let's get married. Yeah. Um, but they do, they they do have that diversity. And and, and like I said, I just I can't speak highly enough. The Proclaimers are one of my favorite bands of all time, and so the fact that that Steve and Ed covered one of their songs, I think I think that's a, that's amazing, and and a great yeah. song, absolutely and, great song. And I think for people who are just starting out, this is an easy enough song to start out with, but still mm-hmm. hard enough with the harmonies that you yeah. get a feel of what BNL is right off the bat by hearing right. the song. Right. And if you're starting out with the Proclaimers, I mean, it's a good starting song because they do, like we said, they do get into some really deep territory. They get into some Areas that may not be familiar because, like like we said, they're very proud of, of their homeland. They're very proud to be Scots. And so some of their songs are very specifically Scottish. Mm-hmm. So, you know, easing yourself into some of those might be a good idea. <laughs> um, um, even uh, like Sunshine on Leith is a very Scottish song. But it's a gorgeous, gorgeous it's song. Beautiful. beautiful song. And, uh, but they're... But like- yeah. Some of their, they are extremely poetic is the other thing I love about them. Like they, the imagery that they write into their songs, as well as the biting sarcasm really makes them so much fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, one of the ones that I wrote down was Long Haul. We're not barbarians like we were way back when we've learned from history. didn't come from some religion but from godless communism the lyrics are the threat they say comes from countries ending in on where the family name is Khan and all they read is the Quran mm-hmm. and the, the answer they say is to bomb them all to dust then in 50 years they just might be able to see things our way so it's mm-hmm. that A B B A rhyme scheme, yep. but they're using it so well. And some of the other ones, like here it comes again, is a full out attack on mis- attack on misogynistic radio mm-hmm. hosts. Two words are food to waste, and women are the beast for Pain is just this gorgeous song about allowing yourself to love, but also knowing that you've got to overcome the pain of heartbreak and difficulty of relationships. Like it is, if you were going to sum up Ed and Steve, these are the, Mm -hmm. and and put them into Scotland with Scottish accents. I mean, right. It, they really are like comrades in arms. Yeah, definitely. You can, you can see a lot of parallel between, uh, the bare naked lady guys and uh, the the proclaimer guys. I mean, there's definitely uh, um, a lot of similarities in the way they view music and the way they perform music. Now, I'm not sure how BNL came or how Ed and Steve came to hear these guys. I don't know if they just happened to pick up um, the album or if there's one other way that they may have 
actually heard these guys. And I think it's a really interesting coincidence if it if it's not otherwise. Um, the Proclaimers got their first big hit by opening for the House Martins on tour in 1986. Oh, yeah. So I'm wondering almost if if on that <clears throat> tour, that's when BNL like saw them in concert, or was when N. Steve saw them in concert, and they were all, and then they saw them open for them. And they're like. Who are these guys? These guys are amazing. Right. Yeah, definitely a connection there. I could see that. I mean, I do think Ed and Steve, you know, from what I know of their early years, they 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 listened to some obscure stuff. They weren't. Oh yeah. I, I don't think bare, bare naked ladies became B and L by listening to all mainstream music. I mean, oh were, <laughs> no, I, they so, know bands that are extremely out yeah, there. Yeah, they were they were in the underground, and I could see that you know Proclaimers being one of those bands that would have slid into their, their radar. But, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I'll, this is not my favorite song by the Proclaimers, no. but it's still a fun song to listen yeah. to. It is. It is a fun song. Um, it's It's got a, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a hugely fun song, and it's got a great build at the end, which I love. I love that it slips into that acapella. Um, mm. There's basically, it just suddenly drops into an acapella with hand claps and, and percussion. Um, and then it just comes back and it just builds and the video just really makes you feel it. Uh, if you, mm. you only watch the video, but it is, it is, you know, a very simple lyrical song, but it's a feel good love song. Yeah. That's all that can be said about it. But it's one that, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a lyrics guy. I love my rhymes. I love my, uh, my rhyme schemes and my clever puns and my wordplay. And, uh, there's none of that, you know, in this which, song. which there's, there's none of that. Simple. There's none of, there's none of that in this song. And, and the proclaimers do that just like BNL does that. But there's there's a time and a place where your the song just sounds so good it doesn't matter. I'm also an Everly Brothers fan, and they weren't always deep or meaning you know poetic, no. but they sounded great because it was these two guys again brothers in that case, um, who just sounded great together. And and even back then when they were the music was simpler you know, and its arrangements it was it still it still worked and it works here. Well, and when they do their love songs, their love songs, I think, are more simplistic mm-hmm. in, in their lyrics. But they get to the simpleness of love and that it is a an emotion that can be complex. But at the same time, you can you can voice it very easily. Mm-hmm. And I think that phrase by itself, the poetry of make my heart fly, like says what love is mm-hmm. like it's it's that endorphin rush right and you don't need to say any more than mm-hmm. that a good love song doesn't have to be uh profound breakup songs yes but i'm kidding i'm joking oh, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> no love songs can be deep they can be profound they can go into some areas they can talk about the complexities of love they can talk about the intricacies of love they can talk about the dark sides of it but they don't have to be they can just be that initial awesome feeling honeymoon feeling that that great feeling of love and you know this is one of those songs that do it and it does it really well i would never not put this song on my playlist at all, like the Proclaimers version, definitely would would be on my playlist because I love listening to it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I would say there are a lot of other songs by the Proclaimers that I would probably have on there instead. Life with You, for example, yes. or Let's Get Married. Like for like immediately, those are the ones that pop into my head that I'm like, I would want to make sure those are on my my playlist because it has all the great things that you find in this song but I just like the sentiment that's going with it. No, I get that. But this is just one where I feel like it's just executed so well musically 
for a first oh, for yeah. a first album song, it's strong. It, I mean, it feels like a very strong song. Um, but no, I agree with you that they, they have the Proclaimers have far probably superior songs in my opinion and yours apparently too. Um, they have they have superior songs in this, but um, I mean, it's it's definitely one. If someone were to say, "Hey, why do you like the Proclaimers?" I've heard that one song. What do you like? This might be one I would play for some as a as a gateway song. Yeah, I could see you that. Know. Why don't we talk about B and L's version? Well, it's simple. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, BNL's version is the demo. It's it sounds like a mm-hmm. demo. Uh, it's produced like a demo. It's actually a little hard to hear, I think, at times. Um, and they break up laughing in the middle of it. Um, yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> because they wrote, they they did it in their basement. Yeah, in one yeah. Take. I mean, <laughs> so the reality. So does it sound good? Yes. I mean, it's, is it is it is it a radio friendly song? Absolutely not. But. It does. Well, no, but I mean, if they did that, on yeah, one that's take, true. That's pretty it's, amazing. I mean, it, you you definitely get to hear the um, the chemistry and the harms that are going to make Ed and Steve so great. You 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 de- you oh, hear yeah. that in that demo. Um, this is two guys that took a song that was it's such a B and L friendly sound, and they they sang it in one take as a demo. And you can hear how good it is. Um, yeah, I kind of nitpicked because it was a demo. But there's nothing wrong with people singing a demo. You can still hear greatness in the demo. You can hear greatness. Well, and if... I don't know if you've heard the Hello City version of it. If you've heard the one from when they did it live in concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that is much more yeah, put together. Right. And, and you can tell, like, oh, yeah, we've spent a little bit of time. We have another... We have more people that we can add into a few more harmonies here. Mm-hmm. We can also tighten up these harmonies because we're not just doing it on the fly. Uh, no pun intended. Please don't go rushing by. Stay and make my heart fly. Cause I never seem to know the time when you and me, you can tell it to the birds. I'll tell the bees. There's no doubt listening to the demo of the song that you you could tell B&L could make a great radio friendly or live song out of this. Um, you you hear that on the demo. There's there's no doubt that they were gonna be able to pull that off. Oh yeah, and it's from this song I think that leads them into "Lovers in a Dangerous mm-hmm. Time," and that they're like, "Oh yeah, we can do that." Right. Oh, agree. Yeah, I can see that. And there are songs on Buck Naked that are even less refined than this that we'll we'll end up getting to in in the next year. Right. Um, that yeah, that it, it's gonna suffer quite a bit because they it was not refined. <laughs> I wish the demo version had the, the David Byrne uh, hop ups that I believe it's uh, I believe it's Charlie's doing in the uh, uh, their mm. version because uh, he has these David Byrne hop ups that he the you all know, in there and I wish because I love the hop ups um, mm. but I so I wish that was I wish they would have tucked those in there too but um, <laughs> it's a fun demo to listen to it is it's a little bit more folky than than like I think you mentioned that mm. earlier than the um, Proclaimers version, um, a little less country Scottish type feel to it. Um, it's not. It's not as Celtic. It's definitely not as correct. Celtic. 
But you, it's hard. It, there's no flute or bagpipes. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get that full Celt sound unless you're including the Celt sound instruments. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I think they do try to go for more of a folk feel because they also pick up the pace a little bit. No, that's true too. Yeah, I do. I actually I, I agree with you. I think the tempo is faster on the the version that they do. It's yeah. not quite one and a half, but it's it's approaching mm-hmm. one and a half. I would say, at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I can see and that. And I think it brings a little bit more life to it and makes it feel a little bit more lighthearted because of that. Right. Yeah, I can so, see that. Um, I don't have a ton more to say about this song. No. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually. And I'm not going to lie. Pretty much the majority of my notes were about the Proclaimers. That's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a cover. It is a cover, and, yeah. And, so. <laughs> and, and we can't really go on about the lyrics much because it's not a very difficult song lyrically or musically. It's a very simple song musically mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Beautiful, but just simple. Mm-hmm. You might have to tuck the intro in on that. We didn't even introduce anybody. <laughs> we just we just no, rolled we right into we it. We didn't introduce anyone. And I think it's kind of coincidental that it's just the two of us on this song about... Dude, yeah, right, right. You know? <laughs> Aaron and Stefan must have flown away. That's right. <laughs> they it. went rushing by. Uh, so why don't we put some numbers to this? Yeah, we're going to do this out of Hup Hup's Perfectly set that one. Oh, I love gonna, it. It's a, it's a, uh, zero to five hup-hups. Zero to five Zero to five hup-hups. Hup-ups. Right. So we're, we, to be clear, we're ranking the B&L demo. The B&L not demo. Not the Proclaimer yes. song. No, not the Proclaimer song and not the live version Hello we're City We're simply version. ranking the Buck Naked, Buck Naked demo. Okay. Because that's the official version. Okay. All right, well. And by the way, the year that they did every song in concert um, for the Everyone Everything to Everyone tour, that same year, and you can find it uh, pretty much a, con- a version of every single concert they did on that tour online somewhere, there is a version of this song from that tour as well. Okay. Yeah, I could I could see they would they would want to take it to their live show. Um, but yeah, all right, zero to five. Hop- zero to five. How many do you give this? Uh, so. Okay, this one's tricky, because as I have made perfectly clear, I am a huge Proclaimers fan. Um, And this is a Proclaimers song that I really enjoy. And I would rank, you know, pretty decently if we were ranking Proclaimers songs, which might be the next podcast. We don't know. Um, (laughs) That would be interesting. Who knows? Yeah, they they have a lot of, like, people, 500 Miles is not their only song. They have many albums. Nor is is it their best song. Nor is it their best song. They have many albums. Like, check them out. Um, So so it's a great song. Um, uh, So as a demo, I can't rank it that high high, um, because I think if I'm going to rank a song truly astronomical, ultimately it's got to be the full version, I think. Now I feel bad because I, I do love indie stuff. I love indie things. You know, money does not equal quality. Um, no. That said, I mean, there's a lot of stuff missing from the demo version that would come to play in in later versions that they do and in the Proclaimer song. Listening to the Proclaimer songs tells you how great the song could be. So oh, yeah. the harmonies are great. The fun is there. Obviously, it's not even a completed song because they're, they stop and they're laughing and they're break, they're, they're kind of broken up in there, too. Um it's a fun song to listen to, and and on and the reality of it is, is I would listen to their demo. I would I would put their demo on and play it. I because they do sound so good on it. Um, yeah. With that said, with all the in mind, I've got to go lower than I typically would. I'm going to give this one a three point three. 
Okay. I'm going to give it a 3.3 because I feel like the components are there, but you just know there's so much more they can do with this. And do do with it later. Yeah. Well, mine's not going to be that far off from yours, to be honest. Okay. Um, uh, one, I don't think that this song is as good as last week's cover. Um, they definitely, once they have more band members coming in, once they <laughs> are refining those harmonies, um, when they have more than just one take, um, they definitely do better. 3.3 uh, is a good was, score for a one-take song. <laughs> yeah. It, it was one take. It was literally done <clears throat> in their basement. Um, and, and really... It was more of a, an homage than it was them doing something different with the song. Like last week, we talked about how they did something completely different with um, with "Lovers in a Dangerous Time." They didn't do that with this song, but they weren't trying to. That wasn't mm-hmm. their uh, intent at that point, and and they probably really didn't even have time to be like, "Oh, let's do something completely and utterly different with this." I don't think they wanted to either. Literal was mm. written less than a year before, right? Um. They just they still do something slightly different and it does sound different without without them trying to do pretend Scottish accents, which I really appreciate that they're like, no, we're gonna we're gonna do this mm-hmm. our way and we're gonna do it real. Um and, and they were laughing a little bit through it, but I think it more sounds like they're having fun. Oh yeah. Um Agreed. This song and the Proclaimers <clears throat> as a whole, you know, it just I think it really must have inspired them. Um and so it, 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 it wasn't something that people would know. This was a song that really hit them and really inspired them. And I, I think I enjoy it for that reason. Now, if I were going to tell someone like, okay, here's B&L and here's what they can do beyond one week. Would this be a song I would do that with? No. Last week's song, definitely. This week's song, no. I would be like, no. but it is a nice little callback to hear like where they came from. Um, so I'm going to give this a three. I actually had it at a three. Originally, I had it at a three, but the more I thought about it and talked about it and remembered my initial first couple plays, because um, I, I had heard this song before, because we did cover Buck Naked before, mm-hmm. talking about something. So I had heard this before. Um, when I listened to it again, I, I just there's just enough that I like about it. I did bump it up. It was actually at a three, and I moved it up a little bit. So we're <laughs> so we were actually closer than you think. Um. Um, and this week's appearances are going to be recommending people go out and listen to the yes, proclaimers. Please, go to their yes. official website, listen to their stuff, buy their. They're stuff. still putting like, out music. Guys, they are still putting out music to this day. They they put out music as of two years ago. Well, three was, years ago now. It was it was three years ago. Yeah, right. Um, but I'm sure they've got another thing coming. Like mm. they're they're amazing. So. I, I recommend people go out and listen to it. Um, I'll be putting B&L's version up as well as the Proclaimers version up, and I think that's enough to kind of listen to for this week. So that's that's like hundreds of songs to go out and listen to, so that's good enough. I, I hope, if anything, from this episode, um, I know we are we are B&L love fest on this, on this podcast. That's what we talk about. That's why we're here. That's what brought us to the dance. I hope, if anything, from this podcast, we've actually, like, alerted people, like, oh, that 500 Miles Band actually does more stuff? Yes. <laughs> Please and go check them out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, Jeff, you know what really made my heart fly in 1984 when the Proclaimers were just starting out? What? Madonna. It's, it's not what you think. I was only nine years old. Right. 
But I really, I, I loved their music back then, which is, is really cool because next week we get to discuss a Madonna song. And and would that be uh, Material Girl? It would be. <laughs> next week we get to discuss Material Girl. We are really in a... And then we'll, maybe we'll get back to some... Maybe we'll songs. actually, yeah, maybe we'll get out of the covers for a while. I, this is actually news to me. What we, I've been doing this now. I've been a BNL fan for two decades, well, fifteen years, um, and been doing this podcast now for about a year. I didn't know that BNL covered Serial Girl. <laughs> It'll be interesting to discuss this one. So, I am looking forward <laughs> to this one because, I, and I gotta say, <laughs> this this is tricky because I am also a huge Madonna fan. So <laughs> this is this is two weeks of me gushing about. Musical acts that are not bare naked ladies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We get to discuss some non BNL yes. because BNL covered them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Matter of fact, there's a lot of that with the M's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so come back next week and thank you for joining Where us. Where can people find us? Where are we? Are we in so Are we in the you, void? Are we in some ether somewhere? We we are. So if you enjoyed listening to the proclaimers or you have a different view on this song or a different opinion we would love to hear your opinion or your opinion of the, about the proclaimers yeah or if you um, know the proclaimers let us know your favorite proclaimer song no no no. if you know the proclaimers please reach out to us and put us in contact with charlie and, oh and yes craig. yes <laughs> yeah. craig and charlie oh you meant if you know them craig like, and charlie we know you listen music. please come on the show <laughs> <laughs> So you, Craig and Charlie, you can reach out to us at our personal emails, which we'll give to just you. But for everyone else, you can reach us at barenakedabcs at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at barenakedabcs or on Twitter at barenakedabcs. We try to make it really simple. Other people thought about it and said, that's nuts. I would never do that. Either that or no one wanted to be known for nudity and alphabet. Well, that's, you know? that's true. I love being known for nudity and alphabet. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. Except maybe one. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house. The happy family. The money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.